Hello, beautiful alchemist. Happy Monday and welcome to Reiki Radio. And happy new year again. We are just a weekend, a week in to 2024. And um, we talked last week a little bit about the energy of this year and what it is that you may be wanting to experience, um, having some consideration around that. Well, today we're going to go even deeper with that. Every year for, I think this is the third year straight, we have had this beautiful reflection around New Year energy based on the Lunar New Year. And we welcome Laura Morris and Angie Cho of Mindful Design School back because they're going to help us prepare for the energy that will express itself in the year of the dragon, which begins next month. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you, if you missed my free numerology class, Numerology 101, I teach it every year and we had the class yesterday. If you missed it and would like to uh, learn more about the basics of numerology, as well as learn how to figure out your personal numbers and your personal year number, you can still access the recording. So if you are on my newsletter, you can um, go to Creating with the Moon and Stars, which is accessible through the newsletter, and you can watch the recording there. Or you can download the app, the Energetic Alchemist app, which is available through the Apple App Store and also through Google Play for Androids. Just put in the Energetic Alchemist and download the app. You can register using your email address. And there is a free content section. You will see um, the numerology class video listed under the free classes and events section on the app. So I wanted to make sure to get that out of the way. Um, again, it's something I do every year. We have a lot of fun. And also there is new Reiki merch. So if you want a hoodie, t-shirt, all of the things with either my logo, the Energetic Alchemist, or um, things that are inspired by Reiki Radio or um, inspired by my Oracle deck or even just inspired by Reiki itself, all of that merch is now available. Go to my website and you can find the link to get your hoodies and teas and coffee cups and things. So, all right, let's talk about the year of the dragon. I have to say, I personally, I was looking forward to this year. I am a dragon. And I was like, wow, the year of the dragon is coming. But as they will share with us, there are still some considerations for all of us based on our sign. So one thing I will recommend is if you don't know your sign based on uh, the Chinese zodiac, you may want to pause the podcast, go Google that really quick. There are so many free uh, calculators online that tell you what year you are born in. So just look up your Chinese zodiac, get that information. Angie and Laura give us a lot of good insight around just recommendations for all of us in this energy, the year of the dragon. And they do this from the lens of the collective, what we can all expect from the dragon energy, which is very big energy. And the dragon is associated with prosperity and success, which sounds really good. But again, they have some recommendations for us all. 
for the collective, but also based on sign. So go find out your sign. Aside from talking about the lens of what we can experience from this dragon energy, there's also an elemental component. And the element this year is wood. So it's the wood dragon year. They will also help us to understand how to um, make most use of the elemental expression of the year as well. And also what it means to have gone from the year of the rabbit into the dragon. I mean, just considering those two animals, they have very different energy. So we do a little bit of a reflection on 2023 with the year of the rabbit uh, held for all of us. And again, how that could have even prepared us for going into this dragon energy. And funny enough, if you were in the numerology class, you will find that looking from the lens of numerology is very similar to what we even discussed today. So there is a lot of good information here for you, just more to consider to prepare us for these paths that we are all creating as we move into a new cycle. And if you are interested in feng shui, I have learned in becoming uh, friends with Angie now and through her latest book, which we did a podcast on, you can go back in the archives and listen to that episode. But feng shui, um, it is just another form of energy work in a lot of regards. And so um, I'm sure a lot of you, because you have an interest in energy work, energy healing, these types of things, that feng shui may be in the realm of your curiosity. So Laura and Angie, they have a school that they open together called the Mindful Design School. And their feng shui certification is only offered once a year, and it will start in February, on February 4th. So if you are interested in that, or if you're interested in their new year workshop, you can learn more about their work at mindfuldesignschool.com. Of course, the link is down in the show description. So that is all for now, beauties. Grab your pen and paper, or if you're driving, just take it all in. We're going to learn how to best navigate this year of the dragon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Reiki Radio with our friends. We've had a few times. We have Laura Morris and Angie Cho of Mindful Design School. Welcome back. And thank you for coming back to help us prepare for the upcoming new year. Thank you so much for having us, Yolanda. We love um, Reiki Radio and we love you. And and of course, you're like our sister dragon. So we're really yeah. happy to be here again. Yeah. yeah, I love you both so much. And I was thinking about how much when you came last year, I always tell people these kinds of um, exchanges are so supportive because if we don't have an idea of the collective energies that we may encounter. A lot of times we think things are wrong or we just don't know how to make the most use of what we may encounter, right? So I really appreciate that you all have come back for the second year in a row or third actually to yeah. give us some insight around the Lunar New Year. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So before we get into it, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the energy that we are coming out of because we're not quite yet to the year of the dragon. So could you talk a little bit about um, what type of energy the rabbit gave us in 2023 
and how that may even prepare us for going into the essence of the dragon. Yeah. So, you know, the energy that we're coming out of, the transition happens actually February 4th. And the Lunar New Year is a celebration, which happens on the new moon on February 10th this year. And when we transition from, you know, one year to the other, we there's a different animal archetype. So 2023 was the year of the wood. No, not wood. Water. Water. (laughs) So, So water. The you're the water rabbit. See, like Yolanda, me and you were like, it's all a blur because we're this the dragons in the room are like, it's all a blur. Um, so uh, the water rabbit, and we're moving into the year of the wood dragon. So Laura's going to talk a little bit about that wood, to, uh, the water and wood transition, and I'll talk a little bit about that rabbit and dragon transition, but um. You know, think about like if you can picture your connection or your thoughts and feelings that come to you when you think of a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And then when you think of a dragon, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a completely different energy. And we always like to ask our our students and our listeners to 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 really honor their own interpretation of these archetypes because they were chosen for a reason. And and I think people across all cultures can understand like what a rabbit energy is like and what the dragon energy is like. So we were in a more sensitive year where the rabbit is very close to the ground and very connected to the earth and feeling what's happening. Like a rabbit can sense when people are walking towards it and coming and, and they're very hyper alert and seeing all around them like they're even said to be able to see almost 360 degrees they can see see a lot because their eyes bug out and I think that in 2023 we we really felt that all of us as a global community needed to 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 be more sensitive to what's happening around us like we couldn't close our eyes to it yeah right where maybe um, in years past, we thought we could disconnect with what's happening. But this year, we are really challenged to, to look at what is actually happening and how we are so interconnected with each other. And I think a lot of emotions um, came up during the rabbit year. Uh, and that's another quality of the rabbit is that they're very emotional, very tender, very um, connected to the heart in that sense that... Um, like one of my teachers said that rabbits wouldn't be able to understand why anyone creates harm in the world. Mm. So I think a lot of us were really challenged to to kind of feel those parts, those tender parts of us and intimate, uh, sensitive feelings that um, we that we maybe had numbed ourselves out to, but it wasn't really possible to numb yourself out to it in 2023. And so, um, so, you know, we are really on the ground, sensitive, watching things, but then in 2024, we're moving into this dragon energy. So like, you know, Yolanda, what do you think of, you know, you're a dragon like me, like, what do you think of when you think of a dragon? Uh, in, um, the first word that comes to mind is misunderstood. I think (laughs) that, I think, um, you know, there may be an idea of 
this more feisty, ferocious um, energy that has a lot of audacity. But I think there's an underbelly to that that maybe isn't often seen because of, you know, what people may perceive, what may be like obvious on the surface. But I, I think there's definitely another component there. Yeah. And I, I think there's something to that because, um, well, one is that there's two kind of different ways that the world sees dragons. There's the Eastern dragon and there's a Western dragon. And like the Western dragon is kind of more like, like Game of Thrones dragon, yeah. right? That's like ferocious, all, you know, and very, um, can blow, uh, breathes fire. Whereas actually the Asian dragon doesn't have wings, but can fly. It has more of a serpentine body and it's very benevolent. And it, instead of breathing fire, the Asian dragon, um, is a rainmaker, brings water. And so there are stories that the, um, dragon brings rain, which helps people to grow crops so that they can survive. Like rain is so important, especially in our um, ancient civilizations, right? So there's this idea of benevolence and kindness. But in both cases, I mean, they're mythical, magnificent mythical creatures that represent big energy. They're huge. They're strong. They're powerful. They fly. They're, they can see, they can, they have a bird's eye view of things. And there's um, a sense of confidence. But I think, you know, maybe with the Asian dragon, there's more compassion. And and those aspects maybe that you, you were saying are misunderstood, right? So um, there's that compassion and benevolence and kindness and really wanting to help the world. So, so that's the kind of qualities that we're bringing in. With the or what what we'll see with the dragon more of a bird's eye view of maybe like the possibility to see with bird a bird's eye view what's happening in the world to be able to fly high and to sit on top of a high mountain peak and watch what's happening but without but with care right with compassion you watch what's happening and then you also have that ability to fly down and offer something and make a big change because you have that power. You recognize you have the ability to create change. You have the possibility to um, connect things that aren't uh, usually connected to the earthly earthly realm, right? So there's a feeling of having more ability to harness powerful chi, but also bring that down to help all of us. So, um, so I think it's a really it's a really positive year with a lot of potential, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that you give this description because I want to ask um Laura about the elemental piece because you know a lot of us if we're are if we are familiar with the lunar new year, we may only have the animal association. But I like the way you're describing it. It gives us this collective aspect of like what we may encounter collectively like on a bigger scale right but you all also always give us that lens of but on a more personal level depending on which animal we may be but so it sounds like what you're saying you know there was a lot of it felt with the feeling and the introspection and the kind of being in the thick of it of 2023 where 
maybe we have more opportunity now to expand our vision and even have more understanding about what maybe we felt or encountered in 2023 and then do something with that? Like, is the, is the dragon energy considered more like active? Do you do something with <laughs> what you recognize or is it just more reflective? I think it's both, right, Laura? I think that it could be very, there's a possibility, of course, like the dragon can bring rain and the dragon can make things happen. But bringing rain is a little bit nebulous too, right? So it's not necessarily doing something like that. There's also the possibility of allowing allowing things to fall into place to support or to create the conditions that support. So it could be both because I think especially as a whole, I think most of the people I'm talking to and Laura agrees with me on this is I think um, as a collective, we're all tired of doing, doing, doing so much. Uh -huh. Like, like I was just at this meditation retreat and the teacher was saying, um, you know, how we're so obsessed with having like a 2.0 version of ourselves. Yeah. And, and I think most of the people I'm talking to now, it's like, we don't, it's like, we don't need the 2.0, right? Like, what about, what about us? Like, how do we instead receive and look and observe? So, so there is change that can happen, but it doesn't necessarily have to rely on doing things. Yeah. I like that. And it's funny. I literally just before speaking with you, I was talking to another podcaster and I told her that she said, what do you plan to do this year? And I was like, focus on me. Like I've already signed up for two classes in February. I just need to kind of bring it in, reel it in and um, just nourish and just enjoy myself. Like I just want to enjoy being creative and I don't know, but definitely feeling that what you said. What classes did you sign up for? Uh, one is a different type of energy healing and one is a writing class. Oh, yeah. Nice. So I'm very excited about the writing class. Nice. Yeah. I signed, I signed up for a class too, uh, um, like a Taoist Chinese acupuncture class. Laura, did you sign up for anything? Uh, yeah, I've been, it's not really a class. It's more like a guided meditation. Um, it's a mystical, it's like Christian mystical stuff, which is really cool mysticism and, yeah. uh, looking at finding words, um, divine words in nature and just really looking at the mm -hmm. world around you. It's been really, that's been really interesting for me. So yeah, I've been moving and it's interesting because if we'll talk about the, the elements, um, you know, we, we came out of water. That was last year. And water is, is water is cold and quiet. And, and it was also, you know, a, a smaller water. So it, there was a lot of introspection, like you mm -hmm. mentioned, you know, and, and there was, um, water is not, not it's, it's, it's intuitive. It's, it's, um, resourceful. It's all these quiet qualities, but it's, it moves downward. So it's a little, it's quieter overall. And, and then when you have the rabbit with it, it was just, you know, it was very sensitive and, you know, um, a little bit kind of I, water can also be a little bit like down, like, over, like, like maybe thinking a little bit too much and not depressing, but it, it, if you, if you're not careful, it can get, can go that way water. Yeah. Um, and, but now we're transitioning into wood, which is very, which is a very different elemental energy and it is 
there is a lot of more obvious creativity with wood and, and more, more growth because the, so each of the elements has a direction, the, the way the energy moves. And so water, when you think about it, you pour water, it really just follows the path, but it also is gravity pulls it, it goes through, like it'll find every path. It does not matter. Water will find the way and mm-hmm. generally to find the way down. Whereas, you know, wood is the opposite. It, it seeks the sun and it, it, you know, breaks through the earth and it, it goes upward. So the, the growth, um, the energetic direction is upward. So that kind of, and, and when you have the dragon, you can really see that it's a very different energy overall. You know, yeah. you're going, it's, you know, no matter, yes, there's so many sides to the dragon, but no matter how you shake it, it's big energy, mm-hmm. right? It's dragon energy. No one can deny that a dragon isn't a dragon. And, and then when you, you think of wood, wood is also got that springtime, that newness to it. So overall, there's a lot of, you know, new, uh, energy growth, potential creativity. And, you know, you can, each element has so many sides to it. You can choose what parts of this you want to cultivate, what parts of this you want to grab onto. And for wood, it actually has an affinity with the dragon in ways because the virtue of wood is actually kindness and compassion. So it has this, this flexibility, this ability to see both sides, this, you know, yes, it's a growth. Yes. It's like, yeah, go get it, seek the sun, but it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's about being able to sway depending on when it's needed, being able to bend. Right. Mm -hmm. And not being too rigid. So there's a lot of beautiful qualities in wood that when they mix with that dragon, create a very, uh, a lovely blend, a lovely combination. Yeah. So, so I have to ask boldness. you this. Yeah, because it's interesting because the way Angie described the two animals, it sounds like we're going into very, um, just having almost like the, the, two opposing forces back to back, so to speak, right? Like the quality of the rabbit than the dragon, but even you describing it with the elements, I'm curious if we were in say a dragon year, but it was a fire dragon. Does the element have such a influence on how the animal expresses? Like, is that, is yes. that what the yes, element it is? Yeah. It's like the expression of the animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So each of the animals has a, has an element that is inherent to it. Okay. And then, and also when you add, you know, certain elements to the existing characters or qualities to it, it can amplify, it can temper, it can cancel out, it can balance, you know, so it depends. It's, it's very similar because overall those elements, the five elements run through everything, really, even the animals themselves. So you can still, that, that's why you have these combinations, you know? So, you know, if you have like a tiger that's very woody and you have a metal year, it's like the visual when there was a tiger year was that you imagine a tiger in a coat of like in a shield or in a coat of arms, a metal like arms, and it can't like, it can't be free. It can't be break, you know, broken, broken three. So, so it's similar thing. Like if you had a, a dragon fire, it would be bigger, right? Let maybe less predictable, maybe a little less more volatile. Whereas the the wood is um, 
it's growth, but don't forget it's springtime growth. So it's still, you know, lovely and it's not too hot and it's kind of just right. And it's nice. It's not like that fire summertime, you know, heat yeah. type thing. So there is still, even though it is a very active element, it is still, um, has a, um, again, I just, that, that it's expansive, but it's flexible, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's um it's a nice trans i mean this is why the five elements are the way they are we don't we can't, we don't just go from water to fire you know like there is the cycle that we flow through so it, it's it's what is springtime that we're moving into and and i think it's a great uh layer to add on to that already big energy of the dragon but there's that benevolent benevolent compassion that all that dragons have and i think it just it, it allows us to be able to choose how we want to go into this year. So is it kind of like a bold rebirth? Because the way you all describe the dragon energy, it does, it sounds like big, mm -hmm. big, big, right? But then you mm -hmm. say this wood quality that sounds uh, almost like a grounding force for it or like a, it is, I don't know, maybe it tempers it in some way. Yeah. So it's also big. So is it like, in a way, like if you had to describe 2024, is it a rebirthing or is it just growing from where you are? Like, I think it's a creative rebirth, creative maybe rebirth. not a very, but maybe with, with creativity. Mm -hmm. And that is, and again, creativity can mean so many people, right. so many things to so many people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, I personally am choosing to see it that way that yeah. I see it as expanding on a the creative part of you whatever that means and you know and the dragon is such a strong force and that you kind of want to just jump on its back and ride it and see where it goes mm -hmm. there's that I, you just can't deny it like it's an exciting visual and an archetype to, to grab onto so i have to ask you then also with this the element and the dragon itself. I mean, with what both of you said, it does sound like, well, this sounds like a great year, right? <laughs> it really, really does. But are there downsides or things we should be cautious of when it comes to dragon energy or even when it comes to wood energy? Are there certain things that it would help us to be mindful of? Oh, well, as far as the wood energy goes, is that there's the kind of like the challenging aspect of wood is that sometimes you can burn out mm. so it's it's over, over being overactive so you know you asked earlier like is it about doing something and there may be a challenge here that it's not necessarily about doing so how can you grow and become more creative and expand without doing anything and and what does that mean to you right so, um, so there's a tendency when you're wood out of balance, you can exhaust yourself by growing too fast. And you can even imagine like, um, if you're growing a, a herb or something and you, and you just let it go, that it can become very leggy and unstable, mm -hmm. right? Or you can be, so another quality of wood out of balance is it's too rigid. So Laura said, you know, you want that generally in balance, you want that flexibility. So there's a teaching in in the wood element to be flexible but if you're you could be out of balance and be too rigid and then then you become that tree that breaks in half in a storm yeah 
instead of moving with instead of moving with the wind, moving with what comes to you, you're so rigid that you break in half. So, so that's a teaching too. Like, how do you sway with what's coming to you instead of standing so strongly and unhealthily that you just, you just break in half. And, um, and then Laura, like, and what else do you think on the wood imbalance? I think overall there are a lot of us in North America and Western society or the people that we, the sort of culture that, you know, we kind of surround ourselves with is very woody. Mm. It's very like, go do, do go. You know, if I don't work out today, like, you know, having a new year's resolution and, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do that. I'm not really going to finish that, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to start this. I'm going to do that. That's all very woody, very like quick start kind of do quick do. But then the, that's when it gets so much so that it gets out of balance and you really, you have, you, you, you don't finish things. You start a lot of projects and you never finish them. You do all these things and it never, you know, have all these ideas. And it's, that's the beautiful part of a lot of wood is these ideas, this entrepreneurial spirit, but it, you have to, you know, to be in balance, isn't just to have that one element dominate everything. Right. So Yes, I think a lot of people are probably really excited about the fact that it's a dragon year and they're going to say, this is my year. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kick butt and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this. And there is a danger of burning out. You know, there is a danger of just overdoing it. And I'm similar to Angie. I've heard more and more people that I've come in contact, our students, all these are just wanting to dial it back actually yeah. wanting to not have to always hustle or always do or yes. always you know and and i think um this is you know this is the beauty of these practices that we all do is that there's nuance not everything is like oh this is only the way it is when you look at an element in its what its virtues of its element and when it's in balance it is a beautiful thing. And in wood, it has, it's creative, it's flexible, and it's kind. And, you know, for a dragon, it's, yes, it's powerful. It's got big, young energy, but it's also benevolent and looks out for others. So I think if we think of these, the, you know, if you want to make this year, you know, the go kick it, go do, you can, but I just feel that a more and more I'm hearing people wanting to to sort of soften. Right. I think you both pose a really interesting question too. I mean, even the idea of how do we allow ourselves to be more creative and maybe even softer in some ways without overly doing or not running the risk of burning ourselves out. So I think even that puts us in a creative mindset of like, how, what? <laughs> the question alone is going to have to um, make us expand our mind into some maybe alternate ways of doing things. So I want to ask you about how this uh, energy kind of interacts with the different signs throughout the Zodiac, which, you know, you all do for us each year. But I wanted to ask you first, because very specifically what you're talking about, you do have a Lunar New Year workshop that people can actually start now and start connecting with the energy. And then there's a big kind of live celebration that you do on February 10th. So could you talk a little bit about this and the, um, cause I've signed up and I saw like all the preparation yeah. that you provide. Yeah, there's lots of, yeah. So if you, 
yeah, just as you said, it's a package. So you, there's um, already when you sign up, there are blessings that you can do proper, you know, if you choose to, you don't have to. Right. Um, there's um, audio meditation, there is a journal and um, other guides in there. So there's a lot of fun, um, you know, parts of it that you already get as soon as you enroll in it. But then the the best part is what I feel is that when we all come together on February the 10th on the Lunar New Year and Angie and I lead the group, which every year is quite large. It's great. We all meet online and it's taught live and we go through what the year looks like in detail. We talk about the animals in more detail and Angie will talk about a couple of the new little offerings that we're going to give each of the animals, like the little kind of tidbits and, and in fun information. And uh, then we walk through personal chi clearing and we, um, which is called the golden cicada. And then we uh, also do a visualization to welcome in prosperity called welcoming the wealth gods. Ooh. So it's very cool. <laughs> and we're also going to do for each of the animals, Angie, what are we adding on to it? We're going to do. Yeah. So we thought we would do something fun this year and add in a color for each of the zodiac animals, as well as a crystal and also what um uh, one area of the bagua map to work on very very cool and i'll tell everyone too we showed this the last time you were here but the mindful design school they have this beautiful bagua map um after speaking with you last time i actually focused a lot on the bedroom but i'll tell you about that another time <laughs> um but very very helpful so i would love to know about that i think you guys gave us a great a picture of what we can expect collectively in this energy sounds juicy and good. But then again, down on a more personal level, going through the Zodiac, is it considered the Zo yeah, Chinese Zodiac? If we go through the Zodiac, what can the different animals um, maybe expect or you know, help them to navigate this uh, 2024 energy. But I wanted to ask you first, for people who may be unfamiliar with the Chinese Zodiac, do you have recommendations of how people can find out which sign they are, which animal? Well, we, we're going to go through some years here. We do okay. we list off the years, but yeah, you Google it and instantly it will, you'll be able to find it. But just remember that the calendar is different. The Chinese calendar is different. So that's yes. If your birthday is between January 1st or February the 4th, roughly yes. it's the 4th, sometimes it's the 3rd, um, your Zodiac animal is actually the preceding year. Yeah. So if you were born, let's say January the 9th, 1972, you're actually, you'd actually look at the animal from 1971. Right. Okay? Like I'm born in the year of the snake, but I'm actually a dragon. So for many years, I thought I was a snake. And then when I did the exact calculations that's how i found out i was a dragon yeah yeah so that's an important thing you know you need to know and the other thing i i will say is that you know the zodiac it's called four pillars or batse is um, a modality completely to its own thing you know angie and i specialize in feng shui so that's what we do this is the part there's some parts of our feng shui practice that involve the zodiac 
But if you want to actually do the full astrology and you're interested in that, that is actually an entirely different modality onto its own. And so I just want everyone to understand that you have a year and we're going to be talking about the year animal, but you Mm -hmm. also have three other animals and three other elements as well. So there's, you know, the year, the month, the day and the hour. And so we're only going to be talking about the year, but the year is a really fun and special one to talk about because there's a Chinese proverb that says the, the year, your year animal is the one that lives in your heart. Uh-huh. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's got this inspiring quality to it. So just know that, you know, it, there's lots of nuance to this and there's other parts of it, but we're going to go through each of the years, which will give you a really fun sense of, again, as you said, like how to, how to interact with the energy of this year. Good. Okay. Give yeah. it to us. Thank you. Uh, I will start with rat. I'll be the one and then Angie, Angie and I'll toggle back and forth. This is how we do it. So, so the first one up is rat and rats are very resourceful. They're, they're busy. They, they're really good at sniffing out opportunities. The years for rats are 1948, 1960, 1972. I'm a rat, 1984, 1996, 2008, and 2020. So what rats can do for 2024 is this is, this is a good year for rats. Um, We're really good buddies with dragons. We get along really well. So uh, it's a great uh, year to launch something new. So you can start something that maybe you didn't feel up to doing last year in the year of the rabbit. Well, this is your year to start something new. Okay, next we have the ox and oxen are the years 1949, 1961, 1973, 1985, 1997, 2009, and 2021. And so oxen are very steady. They're hardworking. You can visualize like the oxen are pulling the plows through the fields. But in a sense, oxen also kind of work that hard in life and they pull things like they find solutions for problems. And they're very reliable, very steady, very calm. And so um, their relationship with the dragon is pretty good. Like they respect each other. So um, our recommendation for oxen in the year of the dragon is to stay the course and really honor yourself, build on what you've already started and just um, be genuine and, and uh, take care of yourself and take care of those people around you. That's beautiful. This is tiger. Tigers are very dynamic. They're self-reliant, creative. So they 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 love to leap forward and you know start things. The years for the tiger are 1950, 1962, 1974, 1986, 1998, 2010, and 2022. So for this year, tigers are gonna want to you there's a lot of synergies between tigers and dragons. They're both really dynamic and bold, kind of got that energy. So this could be a year for you to find adventure, but I would also say maybe even look to see if you can find some joy because tigers are kind of doers as well. There's a little bit of that, like, let's go, maybe try to find joy in connecting with others. 
Okay, next up is rabbit. So rabbit, you know, we're just coming out of the rabbit year. They are 1951, 1963, 1975, 1987, 1999, 2011, and 2023. And, you know, in general, rabbits are easygoing. They're very tender. They're very sociable. They're very graceful. And um, they had a really challenging year along with the dragon last year. So rabbits had a challenging year. Um, and so actually, you know, it's going to be another challenging year <laughs> in, in 2024 because the relationship with rabbit and dragon is a hard one. Um, there's a poem that says that when dragon and rabbit come together, there will be many tears. Mm. So, um, so for those who are dragon, maybe they felt there was many tears and a lot of challenges and difficulties in 2023. And this is the year that rabbit now feels kind of that, that whatever it means to them about uh, what, what it means, to, you know, we'll see what it means. There will be many tears, but I feel like there's um, going to be some difficulty, but we want everyone to remember, like, this is not, um, this is not about, uh, it's about getting a weather report to understand that, you know, you can weather the challenges that come up yeah. and it may mean like, you know, this year, like lay low, take care of yourself, find ways to schedule in more ease and know that like, there may be a lot of things that are going to be difficult for you as a rabbit, but you are like the rabbits are graceful and they're diplomatic. They can weather all these changes. So make sure you give yourself a little extra support and extra space to um, to be able to feel all the things that rabbits like to feel and rabbits do feel because they, they'll come up this year. Can I just say because I know like some people like we hear difficult, we're like, oh, what? And, you know, <laughs> last year being a dragon in the rabbit year honestly now thinking about it what was difficult it was more internalized there was a lot of like undoing a lot of self-reflection that felt like a deconstruction so mm -hmm. the difficulty for me wasn't so much in the external world as much as it was the reflective and deconstruction I was doing that made that was exhausting mm -hmm. so like that challenge for me it wasn't you know necessarily externalized but it was exhausting mm -hmm. yeah and, and that's that the be, kind of oh go ahead I was just gonna say that could be the water too because water is mm -hmm. a lot of that still like that exploring deeply too yeah mm -hmm. yeah and we don't and it's interesting because some people like I'll say oh it's gonna be a challenging year and then they they do this thing where they're like no year is gonna no year is ever <laughs> gonna be challenging for me and it's like okay uh but you know, it's also uh you know, I look at it as, okay, what do I need to be very careful of this year? Like, what are the patterns that I know I have yeah. where I, I overwhelm myself and I create a, a lot of difficulty for myself? And how do I not do those things again? Like, right. like how do I not set up like three classes and three <laughs> in-person classes in one weekend and I cry afterwards, you know, like, um, don't do that again, right? Especially in a challenging year. And also our teachers would say, like for rabbit and dragon and dog also have a challenging year this year. Um, it's also helpful to change up the chi, which means like you could get married <laughs> uh, or, you know, change your chi, uh, hang out with 
people who are born in the year of the rooster because they are the most they have the most auspicious energy and also like you can travel or change something like make a like make a shift whether that means stop doing something start doing something but change the chi around you like you could move you could travel you can get married like do something big to change your chi and you know the year of the dragon is about big energy so that's another way to kind of shift the chi up yeah and we're going to talk about the little animal um uh charms at the end as well because i i had my dog on my purse all year so thank you for that mm-hmm. angie yeah okay laura where do we pick up so dragon dragon is oh. the next one yeah dragons we've talked a lot about them but again energetic strong they can fly up high they can see so many things you know, we really talked a lot about their personality early on. And the years for the dragon are 1940, 1952, 1964, 1968, 2000, 2012, and of course this year, 2024. So sometimes people, when they hear about that it's a dragon year and they're a dragon, in the modality and in the Taoist perspective, you are in the spotlight, which is great, but they're the Grand Duke who doesn't like to share the spotlight. So there mm-hmm. is there is a, a, um, a call for you to be more humble and to be more mindful. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's, it's can be, I don't want to say the word challenging, but it it's one that you need to be aware of. So yes, you're in the spotlight, but with that spotlight comes stuff that mm-hmm. you have to be aware of. So you have to be careful. So overall dragons should try to lean into the wood part of this year, you know, that kindness and all that stuff and, and to, to be humble and to take care of themselves and to keep telling themselves maybe a version of the mantra that follows, like, you don't need to do everything. Yes. <laughs> okay. And however you want to reword that, that makes sense to you. That's it. Because you're already in the spotlight. And if you add more spotlightness to you, just, you know, try and just maybe dial it back a little bit this year. Yeah. And, you know, I want to say a little bit more about the dragon just because you and I are dragons and it is a dragon year Um, because when we were talking earlier about kind of things to watch out for this year, too, is, um, you know, the dragon energy that's out of balance can be very egotistical in in a few ways, not maybe in the traditional way, maybe a little bit in the tradition traditional way, because at first I was going to make a joke, but not a joke and say, like, well, I don't know any pitfalls about being a dragon. Uh, but, uh, that's, you know, that's the egotistical dragon kind of point of view that we, we don't see our pitfalls. So that, so that is something that is a pitfall to not see your own faults. And, um, but also egotistical in a way that, um, talks about what Laura's, Laura's saying like, you don't need to do everything. You also don't need to do everything on your own because we often think of dragons as solitary, very independent, but at the same time. Um, a dragon in a dragon year may need to look and everyone also because we're in all in dragon years maybe may need to look at how are we being egotistical in the way that we try to do everything for ourselves we all we think that we have to 
take everything out, um, take care of everything on our own, that no one's good enough to do it as, as well as, as us. And um, there's huge opportunities to innovate through community and collaboration that we're missing out on because we um, are focused on only ourselves. So how can we be as a whole, everyone, but especially dragons, how can we be less independent and, and then take advantage of the ability that we can see the big view and see the big view. And part of the big view is maybe bringing more ease into your life by collaborating, by relying on other people and seeing that not every, a lot of creative innovation can come from collaboration. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. So Snake is next. Snake is actually the little dragon. So, you know, uh, like I was talking about the Asian dragon doesn't have wings and it's very serpentine and they look like snakes. So snakes are very connected with the dragon energy. So, so they have a really good relationship. And snake is 1941, 1953, 1965, 1977, 1989, 2001, and 2013. And their uh, snakes are very intellectual. They're they're considered quite wise and graceful. And and again, like we can, we could look at like what is the Western perspective of snakes, like the um, like connected to the Garden of Eden and sin. But you know, challenge yourself to look at other ways that different cultures have looked to snakes as, um, you know, a representation of wisdom, a representation yeah. of transformation, also of um, health and and healing. Right. Yeah, the caduceus. Yes, exactly. Right. So, so, you know, it's, it's good for people to look at, like, you know, what are the, some, what, what are the symbols beyond like what's very obvious? And um, similarly, the snake can also use that wisdom and discernment this year. I mean, they have the dragon energy on their side because they get along really well. So um, just continuing to use your, your wisdom and discernment as a snake to shed your skin, to cultivate changes that you um, want to make in your life. Can I ask you, just curious, because I'm born in the year of the snake, in, you know, in Western astrology, sometimes some astrologers will look at it and say like, oh, you're on the cusp of, like I'm on the cusp of Capricorn, but I'm an Aquarius, right? Is that the same here? Like if I am so close to where snake would have started would I be considered on a cusp or does that not apply no no, not really. no? okay no, just but curious you snake, but you might have snake somewhere else in your chart oh right you know what I mean that's what you four. need to look at is see what else you have in your chart okay because there's the other three others yeah 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 like mm. my I have snake my I'm in I'm born in the snake month I think oh no sorry not the snake month snake hour no I forgot I have snake in my chart somewhere <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Next. Horse. Horse. Horses are strong. They're very active. They're often looking for adventure and they kind of gallop through life. And years for horses are 1942, 1954, 1966, 1978, 1990, 2002, and 2014. And for horses, 
So horses and dragons both have that kind of striving for success and that kind of um, the, the very kind of yang movement, you know, the going. So horses just need to be careful because they're a little bit more impetuous. So remember I talked about fire. Horses have a lot of fire in them. And so to be patient, to not, don't be too hasty, to actually learn a little bit from the dragon and, and see that it compliments you to be a little bit more, because dragons are very, they have that wisdom in them, to be more mindful before you kind of gallop off into something. Mm -hmm. Stop and think and take the, um, the stalwart part of the dragon and the, you know, the perspective part of the dragon and use that. Okay, after horse, we have the ram. And the ram is also known as sheep and goat. And their years 1942, 1954, 1966, 1978, 1990, 2002, and 2014. Oh, wait, no, I just read the wrong ones. I just read the horse year, sorry. Rewind. Okay, ram years are 1943, 1955, animal because of the sheep connection and I think that's um that's something to look at because maybe in the you know western point of view being a sheep kind of has a negative connotation because you're following right uh along but instead like from the Asian point of view actually because it's much more collective Instead, it means that you're part of a community, that you're really like you work together and then and that you create a collective. And in addition, there's that aspect of the goat, too, which is a very strong animal that and the ram as well, but that, you know, they can climb mountains and um, they're very strong, very determined, and they offer a lot to the world, right? And especially like the soft wool of a sheep. So the ram in the uh, dragon ear is a pretty neutral energy. So it's, uh, it's a great opportunity for those people who may feel like more of that sheep, sheepish kind of energy um, as a ram or a, rather less of a ram and less of a goat, but more they feel more like a sheep. This is a great year to really explore that vivacious dragon energy and to um, maybe instead of um, being safe within the your community, maybe you do like explore those aspects of the egotistical side of the dragon and how what would happen if you flew up by yourself and and what things can you explore on your own and what independence can you um have the confidence to try out. So seeing like take that idea of seeing the big view and and see ways that you can push the boundaries for yourself and cuz you have that dragon energy on your side to be bold this year and explore new things. Can I ask you guys something? It's interesting because as you're going through, I noticed that there's a, a an opportunity for all of us no matter what 
our sign is to kind of learn from the dragon energy. So whatever year we're in, we can all learn from the essence of that animal and the gifts that they bring. But with the the dragon signs, it sounds like almost like temper your dragonness in some ways or be mindful of how you're doing it. So where collectively we can look at the gifts of dragon and implement it, is there another animal for perhaps people who are a dragon to say, maybe you need to learn from so-and-so in your year? Or Yeah, no? so we can probably, so that's an interesting thing because there's actually like a zodiac wheel and um, the relationship of the dragon. So like how Laura talked about, like you're kind of in the spotlight. So there's a spotlight on the dragon area of the wheel. And that's where the Grand Duke sits. So the Grand Duke is insulted, basically, because you're sitting in a seat. And then across the wheel is um, the dog. So we'll, when we get to the dog, it's also it's a very challenging year for the dog because that's in a very aggressive relationship. It's like, you know, me sitting across, like sitting across from you at a table with like an arrow pointed at your face or something. Ah, okay. So, um, but in general, I find that it's helpful for Okay, so for the animal that's in the hot seat, so whatever animal year it is, there's usually a um, there's an invitation to look at the chi that, like all the sides of your own chi, just like every like you mentioned, like all the animals can look to the dragon energy, and last year all the animals could look to the rabbit energy, right? And so the dragon can look to its its um opposite animal which is the dog and see like maybe there's aspects of the dog as well as a rooster which is in the best place right the best relationship so the rooster and the dog are two like animals that you can look at to see what you can um, learn from their energy oh okay thank you yeah. laura have you found that to be true with the like the because well, you have that relationship with the horse yeah I would say, yeah, I would say that probably because in this case, the dog, it, I think it's always a good time to shift your perspective. And so one of the, you know, when we get to the dog, we'll, we'll talk a bit about it, but it's a chance. It's a chance. When you say it's a challenging year, that night, we always look at the word challenge as being really bad, but it's almost like challenge yourself to not be complacent, challenge yourself to sort of see those parts of yourself that, you know, I mean, it's a bit of shadow work kind of right. stuff, you know, kind of see what's there that you are kind of avoiding and look to the thing that is up. And, and so an exercise could be look at the animal that is your clash and see if that's your mirror, you know, if that is that your mirror, right? Yes. Is that why you're and dogs are really they're loyal and they kind of sit by the feet and they're like, imagine a dragon sitting like there's, you know, trying to control a dragon the way you would try to control a loyal dog. Like, I mean, you just have to watch Game of Thrones. There you go. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it's that idea like we're, you know, they're 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 similar. And it's funny because they're actually similar in many ways, the dragon and the dog, because they both protect. They both look up for the little guy, but but still they they take a very different way of doing it. So it's I, I think I think there could be something there that if you're, you know, in a year, in your clash year, like for me, horses are 
I, I, I like, and I don't actually have a lot of horse friends to be honest. And, and, um, but I, I mean, I, I love horses as horses, but as, as a Zodiac animal, they are almost a bit impetuous. Like they kind of just run off half cocked and like gallop around and kind of figure things. And they're kind of a bit fiery and, and that's, you know, as a, as a rat that is more very, it's a water animal too. They're, they're, um, it, they're kind of looking at it like, okay, guys, you know, there's a lot of other things you got to think about first. If we do this properly, we got to do it this way. We got to do it this way. And we, you know, well, you don't think about this and that's, you know, so there is opportunities, but then that rat can, yes, they're really like resourceful and they can figure things out, but there's probably a faster way to do it. Yeah. And the horse can do it a faster way. So I think there's definitely something there. The reason that they're in opposition. I was going to say that makes sense. Cause they often say we learn the most through opposition. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, we could learn from that opposing sign. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. who's next? Monkey. Monkeys are clever. They're curious. They're very charming. You know, they're a little bit um, mischievous, but very clever, very smart. And the years for a monkey are 1944, 1956, 1968, 1980, 1992, 2004, and 2016. And monkeys are, they get along really well with dragons and as well rats. So the three of them are actually buddies. They make a little group. (laughs) So monkeys and dragons get along well. So it's great for the monkeys this year. And they can ride that dragon energy, that prosperity and success that a lot of us think of when we think of the dragon years. But monkeys have to remember to the benefit that they have that they can bring to a situation is that they're very nimble and then they can pivot very easily. And sometimes dragons can be a bit stubborn and it's like, okay, well, we're going to do it this way because, you know, I know and I'm right and I understand and I'm pretty sure I've got this all figured out. Whereas monkeys are, have the ability to, um, to change their, like, just say, nope, I, this isn't working and they switch it. So, so use that, use that to your advantage this year, monkeys, but it's good for monkeys. So next up is rooster. Roosters are 1945, 1957, 1969, 1981, 1993, 2005, and 2017. So roosters were uh, in a really challenging place. So they were the clash last year. They have a clash with rabbits. So, so those of you born in the year the rooster had... Um, really hard time and you know speaking of what you know what laura just talked about and yolanda asked about like in terms of like the shadow kind of side and that perspective of the opposite and the clash i think that that rabbit energy for the rooster they're they're in opposition to each other because they're really different like the rabbit is really meek and um tender where the rooster is shameless and um cocky um, like roosters are also sometimes like described like they would describe a peacock, mm. right? So, um, so they may have so roosters may have um, felt a bit trampled on <laughs> last year, but this year they have the best relationship with the dragon. And um, so roosters have a really auspicious year. They're the most auspicious animal this year. And roosters, you know, you're articulate, you're very confident, you rule the roost, you don't mind waking everyone up at 4 a.m. 
and every, and you, you're convinced that everyone's happy that you're doing it. <laughs> so, but also reliable, very organized, reliable. And um, so roosters will have a great year and enjoy hanging out with people this year and also offer, learn something from the dragon in, in terms of the benevolence and the kindness, like offer your auspicious sheet to others. So, so people, uh, everyone around you will benefit. And it's not like they're going to deplete your good luck. You'll actually be offering and being very generous by offering your good luck to everyone else. It'll rub off on everyone else. So, so use your connections, connect with community and, um, and just share the wealth that you're going to be coming into this year. Dogs. So we talked a little bit about them. So those dogs that are listening out there are probably like, oh no, but again, don't worry. You know, we've, we've, we kind of talked a little bit about ways to navigate it, but um, overall dogs are very loyal. They look out for others. They're protectors. They're actually considered one of the best liked zodiac signs. Um, the years for dogs are 1946, 1958, 1970, 1982, 1994, 2006, and 2018. And when you think about it a little bit, you know, when when the animals get to their out of balance, you know, if you think of like a dragon, so you know, Angie used this word, so I'm going to use egotistical, you know, if that if that is or the dragons, dogs don't get that. That is just not a dogs are dogs aren't like that. They're they would put others kind of before them on that side. And they don't, they can't see that the dragon does have that quality to them. Like they, they really do butt heads a bit mm -hmm. because they, they, they approach things from such different ways in life. And, um, but having said that this year for dogs is an opportunity for you to use this year, this dragon year, which is big energy, no matter how you slice it. Right. And to change your perspective. So, and you, and to see if maybe you're stuck, you've been wanting to move forward on something or you've been wanting to succeed with something and you just can't get past it. Maybe this is your chance to shift your perspective, do some examining of what's not working. You know, what, what have you been doing that isn't working? What would be like kind of the thing that you wouldn't consider doing, but maybe you should think about it. Is there some merit to that? And to use this dragon energy to be able to help you see all sides of things, you know, or yeah. to challenge your perceptions. So again, this isn't a bad thing. This and and also don't forget you have like three other pillars. You know, this is an opportunity for you to explore. I have to say, I just have to say, you guys are giving great advice or recommendations for, you know. Each of every single recommendation you've given, I'm like, that's a really good, that's really good. Like you can implement all of them really, no matter what you are. Yeah, very cool. Okay, and we're at our last animal. Number 12 is the pig. And so the pig is also sometimes referred to as a, a boar, because um again, like kind of like the ram, people don't like, or sheep, people sometimes don't like to be called a pig. Uh, but so pig boar, and they're 1947, 
they're very good natured, trustworthy. They love to have fun um, because basically uh, they're the last in the Zodiac because they um, basically had like a little party and a picnic because there was like the story goes there was an amazing race and all the animals at, um, entered this race to determine the order. So there's a whole story about why the rat came in first and the ox came in second and then you know the actually the dragon and the rabbit have a story too right we have that story and the story is in the actually in the package when you get it the story is in there too oh on our reset yeah there's a little booklet yeah and then um but the pig had like a little picnic and hung out and then like took a nap right they took a nap i think took a nap and then kind of rolled in, rolled over the finish line last, <laughs> but you know that there's something to that. Right. So, um, so the pig hat is, you know, has a kind of neutral energy with the dragon. It's not good. It's not bad. So it's just a neutral year. And the advice for the pig would be to just keep doing what you do, which is be dip- diplomatic, work hard and just utilize that, um, bold energy this year this that courageous energy that's coming in this year and the wood energy to to um create what a what it is that you want in your life and so that's all accessible like when it's neutral energy you can use your own chi and use the chi of the year to kind of push it into a more easeful or more challenging situation and it doesn't mean one's better or worse right like sometimes we want more challenge right we're bored with things and we want more challenge and that's why people change careers or people, you know, people get pick fights with their partners, whatever it is. (laughs) And then like, uh, and then sometimes we, we want a little bit ease. So you, you have that opportunity, the pig. Well, I have to ask you this too, because it's bringing to mind the last conversation we had here on the podcast. Anyone can go back in the archives because everything we're talking about, even though it's, um, based on the different signs and the elements and all of this, it's all energy essentially. And we're talking about how to work with these different energies that we'll be expressing and how, you know, they may um, correspond with us. But you also teach this. It sounds like the same concepts of what was in your new book, (laughs) your most recent book, Angie, and how we can not just have consideration of how we navigate our year as a whole, but with your feng shui classes that you all teach, we kind of learn how to work with the energy of life, like the different areas of life, the different areas of your home, the different areas of whatever it may be. And so I bring that up because I know that you all have a feng shui certification that starts in February. And so I would like to ask you about that. But essentially, is that what this is like when we're looking at the years of the animal is the main point kind of not just predictive, but just for preparation. Yeah. Laura, you want to. Yeah. As you said, everything is energy and a lot of the, it's interesting. A lot of the students that we have come to us come from other energy modalities Mm -hmm. and because there is such a synergy there and, and the beauty of feng shui is it is, it creates a framework for multiple modalities. So, and it's because it's a way of living. It's a way of doing things. It's, it's very broad. Um, 
it speaks to all the elements, you know, you can bring in the animals, you know, here and, and look at the element, the energies of the animals, you can look at the, um, you know, the home and get and a lot of what we do in the program, the bulk of what we do in the program is, is reading a space, a house, and being able to translate that into what is happening in the individuals that live in that house. Mm. So it's, it's, and I'm sure people are listening going, oh, that's kind of like this practice. And that's like, so there's a lot of overlay, you know, it, it, and you kind of kind of say it's like Reiki for your home. Right. In a way, right. you know, so there is that, um, that, that uh, everything we do and it's quite broad and it is, it's a six month program over a hundred hours and people are surprised going, gosh, is there that much? And all of our students are like, oh my God, I had no idea. You know, like they're like, oh my God. And, and there's a reason why, because we don't want to overwhelm. It takes a while. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, and we talk about so many different things, but yeah, you're right. There's so many modalities, energy and how we interact with the energy. This is so much fun every year when we do this lunar new year and the Zodiac animals, but there actually are ways when you get more advanced in the, the training of how we use these animals in some of the adjustments that we use because you can map them out on the bagua you can use them in different ways and and their energies come into play so it is it's it's a really um this is we just love doing this because this is so much fun every year to talk about the animals because a lot of people it's it's what they just they they just gravitate to it because it i don't know it i think these animal archetypes help us all really connect with energy right yeah, I think that's something that's important. I think because like when I first started teaching feng shui and practicing feng shui, I didn't really focus on the zodiac that much. And what it is, though, is that, like Laura said, people resonate with these animal archetypes. And there's a reason why they were selected. They were carefully selected because, um, and this is across all cultures, we can all, as humans living on this earth, we all understand what these um, animals mean, and and it's not necessarily based on our own individual experience. It's our collective understanding right. of these animals, and um, and just I know because Yolanda knows a little bit from my book, Mindful Homes. And by the way, we have a new book coming out. Oh wow! In, uh, I know <laughs> in August, time. Mindful Living. We'll send you one. But, Very um, cool. But like, you know, this is a Bagua mandala. It's like a map. And, you know, for those who are listening, it's a three by three grid. But even like, um, so this we overlaid on your home and it has like nine different life areas, but it also has a color association, an elemental association, a shape association. There's also that the Zodiac wheel also overlays on this. Wow. So you, so when you said it's all about energy, yes, you could even find the dragon area of your home if you wanted to. Um, you could even, but the way that we use it is like, we use it a little bit like differently. Like we create like the, we work with the affinities just like they, I think they have them in Western astrology too, where in the chart there's like affinities. Cause it's similar to Western astrology. Like these animals can also be divided into the 12 months, right? Just, and they're the same cycles as Western astrology months, except the transition happens, um, you know, two weeks later. So there, the transitions are in between the the Western the lunar transition. instead of solar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they're all expressions of chi or energy or ki. 
and um and what is the way that we can look at it so in feng shui we look at it actually how how does it express in your home and then therefore how does that energy or that chi affect you but um but it's yeah it's so fun and um and it's so insight it's so insightful and of course like we said like the people just love hearing about their zodiac animals so so we found that it's really helpful to start with this and then later we can you can pick auspicious dates there's like so many like you can do lots of different things feng shui wise um with like your compatibilities and so forth with um that overlay on this map as well yeah i love it because i think all the different lenses of how we can look at essentially the same thing gives us a broader understanding and helps us go deeper into our relationship or understanding of energy and everything. I mean, that permeates every area of our life, right? So um, I wanted to ask you about that because I know people are always curious, like, do I, uh, do they have to already have any connection or understanding of feng shui or is it open to all levels? Who is the class really recommended for Oh yeah. At any level we have, okay. we have people that come that have, have just come across our podcast. Actually, we had someone that came from your podcast last oh, year. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we have people that have listened to us, liked the way we sound, like what we had to say, but didn't really know a lot about feng shui, then started like going down the rabbit hole. And then they're like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. And then we have others that actually have practiced with other people or have done maybe shorter programs or smaller programs and then wanted to do a more immersive one. And so it's all different levels. And, but we teach it as if you know nothing. We come, we say, come with an open cup. Yeah. Come, even if you know stuff, come as a beginner. It's the best way to show up when you learn something, I think. So I do know that it starts on um, the 4th of February. Yes. And aside from that, everyone can also sign up for the Lunar New Year workshop, mm -hmm. which you go through the modules yourself. And then the live event happens on February 10th. And which is the best website to register for both? And just to learn more about the work that you all do overall. You can go to mindfuldesignschool.com and you'll have all of that information there. And you can click through to our courses page. And then there's a certification page as well. That'll okay. have all the details. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, though, I have to ask about the podcast as well, because I know I follow your podcast. Mm -hmm. So you all have this beautiful podcast now. Could you talk a little bit about what you all like to share and bring for people who come to listen? What's it about? Sure. So we basically just talk all about feng shui. We have a monthly chi forecast where we talk about the lunar solar terms and the moon cycles, but also like Laura, we switch off. Laura will do a tarot card reading for the chi of the month or I'll do an I Ching reading. And then everything else is really just all feng shui. Like um, we don't really have any guests. We just have people who like we have our teach one of our mentors join us for a conversation every month. We teach different kind of we teach a lot of newbie feng shui content. Yeah. And, you know, occasionally we'll do a home consultation that people can audit and and watch or listen to. And and then we also try to uh, highlight and showcase our graduates. So every now and then we'll have a graduate on, or recently we've been doing like true, st true feng shui stories with our graduates where they share 
like their experience with their clients or, or, you know, different, different topics. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, I have to tell you, I am, I feel excited, even though it's going to be, you know, challenging for the dragon and the dragon year from the way that you all describe everything. And with the recommendations you give, like, I'm still very much looking forward to this energy and even curious of like how this big energy will play out for us individually and collectively. So um, yeah, I think everyone is probably like, what is this going to look like? What am I going to do? Go back through and don't forget, look up what your sign is. Also, maybe write down the signs of people in your life and um, listen to <laughs> what they said all over again. I'm in my mind. I'm like, what year was blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have to listen again. But I thank you both for coming and giving us these updates annually. I hope you'll come back once the new book is being released as Definitely. well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to tell everyone to go to mindfuldesignschool.com. You can sign up for the new year workshop and the feng shui certification. Mm -hmm. And don't forget to listen to the podcast. What's the name of the podcast? And is it on all platforms? Mm -hmm. All platforms. It's called Holistic Spaces. Mm -hmm. holistic spaces tune in <laughs> thank you yeah well thank you so much for having us again i love that we have this collaborative um mm. annual thing it it feels good it does it's a lot of fun and i have to thank you for my rooster just as a side note you all can get um these I guess, feng shui tools from their website as well, like crystals and different um, amulets. I had the little dog charm that I wore on my purse all year to help me with last year's energy. And I got my rooster in the mail that will go on my purse once the new year comes in February. So if you want or are interested in any of that to help balance energies in different ways in your life, in your home, that's available on their website as well. Oh, can I say a little bit more Please. about that? Okay. So yeah, in the feng shui that Laura and I practice, it's very auspicious to carry a three-dimensional rooster in the year of the dragon. So I sent uh, Yolanda a rooster. Laura and I will carry a rooster. Um, and it's important to carry it on your body. So you could carry a real rooster, but I don't think that's very like, My you know, rooster. you can't. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> You can't really carry a rooster with you. I don't know. It's going to be like a bad situation, right? You could have, you could have carried like, you could carry maybe a little dog with you. You could carry a rabbit, but roosters are not, not an easy one. So you can create a little big, uh, carry a little figurine on your body and three dimensional. So I also sell them on my website at holisticspaces.com, like the one that uh, Yolanda showed. And, um, and it's there to protect you because the rooster is the best friend of the dragon. So it's great for all the zodiac animals, but especially dragon, rabbit, and dog. Because dragon, rabbit, and dog have the most challenging relationship this year. And um, they come in different colors. So I sent Yolanda a black one for water element, for wisdom and intuition. Not that she needs more, Thank but you. I know that she loves... <laughs> Well, and it makes sense because you signed up for those programs. Um, I think you love to cultivate wisdom and intuition always, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, and one little thing is like we've had, you know, followers that have been collecting these over the years. So in case you want to know what to do with it, because people always ask me, what do I do with my my charm from last year? So you have the 
dog from last year. Yes. So there's two things you can do. One is that you can just put it with all your other sacred objects, like put it on your shrine or altar, because eventually you will soon, well, you'll one day have all 12. Yes. So once you have all 12, you actually, that's also a feng shui adjustment in itself that it, it represents all the different kind of archetypes and energies and personalities and it represents um, a harmony when you have them all, a harmony with all the differences in the world that we can still be in harmony with everyone. Yeah. So um, you can keep them. Or another alternative is to take this uh, to, um, you can do both. You can take the charm and thank it for its protection in 2023. And then you can blow into the charm any wishes you may have or anything you want to let go of. And then you can burn the string, which is made of hemp with a candle, and then you can recycle the metal parts or just right. keep the metal. You can burn it and just keep the metal parts to collect all the animals too. Yeah. I'm going to put my dog on the altar, but I'm glad that you explained that. And so just one last question with that. When people go on the site to order, do they choose the color string? Because I had like a red string for my dog. So yes. do you get to choose your yeah. string color? Yeah, but I chose for you. So. Yes, no, 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 it's perfect. <laughs> yes, you no. can choose your color. Like there's, I have new colors this year. I have purple for abundance and generosity, turquoise for growth and healing, gold for stability and self-care, black for wisdom and intuition, and red for luck and inspiration. Yeah, well, I can say that really worked. I felt like overly inspired last year. I just was like, well, we'll wait until it's time to do something with it. But yeah. So I thank you both so much, Laura and Angie. Don't forget everyone to go to Mindful Design School, learn more about their work, sign up for the Feng Shui certification, but do that soon because it starts February 4th. And because it's a six-month program, I imagine you guys, do you only do it once a year? Yeah, only once yeah. a year. And we're, we're almost sold out, actually. Okay. Oh, well, then if it's in of interest, hurry up. <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah, hurry up. Hurry up. Yes. But thank you all so much. And thank you for helping us prepare for the year of the dragon. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, beautiful alchemists. Now I think we're all better prepared for the essence of this new year. Um, it's always fun for me anyway. I like to think about uh, these types of ways of looking at what we may encounter, but also having some reflection and consideration of how to navigate energies always, because it just expands our minds. And I think it also gives us an opportunity to expand into allowing ourselves to be open to new potential, new possibility. And again, understanding that even the more challenging aspects of our years or our experience help to propel us forward in some way. And it always comes down to how we know it or understand it, how we see it. So thank you so much to Angie and Laura again. If you want to learn more about their work, be sure to go to mindfuldesignschool.com. Again, the link is down in the show description. You can sign up for their feng shui certification that begins on February 4th. You can also do their Lunar New Year workshop, which is a self-paced course until until February 10th. And on February 10th, they have a live event um, for the Lunar New Year that you can take part in. Um, I also want to remind you that if you were in the numerology class, you already know that 
I am starting a class tomorrow called the eight quality, the eight E-I-G-H-T quality. If you would like to join me for that class, you can get more information and register on my website. I will also be teaching the pulse of Reiki again at the end of January. We had so much fun. It was incredible the first time around at the end of last year. So if you want to join me for the pulse of Reiki, be sure to register for that as well. Again, you can do that through my website and that class will start at the end of January. So if you want to be in the know for everything upcoming, be sure to just sign up for my newsletter. You will get the energy of the month updates emailed to you every month. You'll also know about all upcoming classes and events. Don't forget to get your Reiki merch, which you can get the link on my website and download the app while you are there. That way you can access some free content that supports you in your energetic alchemy. And there is a lot more to come. All right. So I hope that you're having a beautiful week. I look forward to more conversations that we will be having here on Reiki Radio this year. Thank you so, so much for being a part of this community. And remember to always journey in love. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.